Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. You value the U.S. a lot more when you come from the outside and become a new citizen. If a, if a guy like me coming from India, a graduate student can make it to be the CEO and owner of Strucker Brewing Company, anybody can do anything here. That is very unique about the United States. From the Fox 6 studios, this is definitely Milwaukee. Conversations with the movers and shakers that put our slice of Wisconsin on the map in the worlds of entertainment, business, sports, and more. I'm Carl Deffenbaugh. Living the American dream, one sip at a time. Sharad Chada went all in, like mortgage your house all in, when he became the CEO and president of Sprecher Brewing, buying the company from the founder of Milwaukee's first craft brewery, Randy Sprecher. Sharad walks us through the ways the coronavirus changed their business almost immediately, the lifeline that sodas and seltzers have given the company, and their plans to make Sprecher a national name. Plus, why hard seltzers are here to stay, how a grad student from India fell in love with Milwaukee, even the winters, and much more. Let's crack open a cold one with the CEO of Sprecher Brewing, Sharad Chada. Very excited to be joined by Sharad Chadha, the CEO and president of Sprecher Brewing Company. It'd be great if we were in person, of course, sharing a glass of one of your delicious beers, root beers or the like. But uh, nice to virtually chat with you here, Sharad. And uh, I want to start with this because I've been doing a lot of research reading into your story and the takeover of Sprecover, Sprecher earlier in the year. And you called it your American dream coming true. And I imagine uh, for a lot of us, we could not have dreamed up a year like this. So I'll just start with a, a big question. Thank you for being here. And how has that dream kind of shifted over uh, a year unlike any other? So uh, Carl, what a great question. I really felt uh, lucky and blessed that uh, January 31st, my American dream came true. You know, I could uh, uh, buy into and lead and be the CEO and uh, president of Sprecher Brewing Company, a real icon here in Wisconsin and, and the Midwest and hopefully bigger. Great beers and sodas and everything. And January uh, 31st closing, February was okay. March, things just, you know, shut down. And our customers, the bars, restaurants, distributors just stopped ordering and the dream was going to become a nightmare. And I'm like, whoa, this is a surreal universe. Luckily, we have some great sodas, uh, awesome root beer, the number one root beer in America, Kraft, which we fire brew, and people love it. And uh, that helped grow, uh, you know, customers like Sendex, Pick and Save, Menard, Kroger's, Costco, Walmart. And that's helped us keep afloat. Our beer, of course, is hurting and our um, uh, brewery tours and uh, breweries down. But uh, yeah, a great question. <laughs> from some, from some it's not quite a nightmare yet. It's going to be a great American dream coming true. Well, that's good. Yeah, hopefully we're going to get through this uh, relatively soon, right? One of the things I read too is that you've mortgaged your house to help with the sale and with the acquisition. So were there some interesting conversations at home keeping the wife happy as you're like, okay, we're going to have to adapt? You, 
got it. Uh, uh, so the interesting part is I had a job at Samsung in New York, New Jersey, my last job, and I was leading uh, their services for North America. And I was going back and forth every Monday and coming back Friday, typically. And my wife, Linda, who's from Milwaukee, they said she didn't want to move. Neither did my son, who goes to St. Robert's here. And uh, I'm like, hey, if you don't want to move, this is the only choice I have. So I knew Randy Sprecher. We got a mortgage our house, put all our savings, and, and we did. We put almost everything we had into this uh, business, along with some other local investors like Andy, Peter, many others, so local, yeah. Yeah, it does seem like you have a great team as well. Uh, I, I'd be curious right now, and then we'll kind of look back a little bit, but I know initially, of course, I had to shut down tours and shut down some other things like that. Unfortunately, the traveling beer gardens also for a stretch, but where are we at now in, in mid to late August in terms of your reopening and kind of getting back to a little more sense of normal? Yeah, Carl, so what we did was we <clears throat> we started carefully reopening our, our tap room and brewery tours with a limited capacity. Of course, with all safety measures, masks, etc. Uh, we have also opened our retail store here. Uh, we have uh, tried to get to our distributors in in bottles and cans more than kegs because if they cannot, so we're taking all measures we can. Um, but again, as I said, uh, our brewery uh, has been hurting because of the but the tours and on-premise and, and that business, but our, our soda is doing well, sure. Yeah, yeah. you guys sell so much in, in restaurants. We know Miller Park, uh, a great place to have one of your beers as well. So that yeah. has kind of changed, you know, as much as you can sell in stores, it's not the same if you're doing the volume of beer sales at some of those other places, is that the case? That's it. You know, we made a special can for the uh, for the Miller Park and, and, and the brewers, you know, you can see here. And... Uh, Hardly any sales now, but uh, we're trying to get that uh, get that out there. Um, also, our Milwaukee County Parks, we have a great relationship with them. Uh, that's opened up, uh, uh, not quite as big as we thought it would, but it's doing well. And we take our fire trucks and we serve beer from that. You know, it's a pretty cool thing. Yeah. Uh, what was it about the company, about the legacy that Sprecher has here in Milwaukee that made it interesting to you? So, yes, you're trying to find uh, some reason to, to stay here in Milwaukee and not have to keep doing that commute back and forth to the East Coast. But I imagine you would have had a few options for an investment. So what was it about this industry and this company specifically? Excellent, Carl. What, what happened was I have known Randy Sprecher for many years who started Sprecher Brewing Company 35 years ago. And uh, Randy and I used to meet socially and it was at a social gathering that I was visiting that weekend. I think it was May of last year. And he said he's ready to uh, you know, retire. Uh, and he lives in California uh, much of the year and he wanted to retire. And I said, wow, what an iconic brand. One of the best um, craft and root beers in America and in the world, I think. Great beers. And what a name, you know, in Wisconsin and, and in the Midwest. So it would be a dream if I could make this happen. I did not know how, but I thought if I could get the right amount of debt and put my own savings and, and raise some money with the local investors, I could really help, uh, you know, have our great tasting crafts, beers, and sodas be tasted all over the U.S. And uh, I started that journey. I thought it would take me 60 days or maybe three months to close. It took more than seven months. It was quite a painful journey, but we did it. Yeah. 
<laughs> got there eventually. Uh, you do have a background as an executive, like you said, with Samsung and GE Healthcare. How did some of the, the skills, the talents from those industries translate to this now operating a brewery? Because I imagine it, it's not the day-to-day, you know, creating of the beer, but there has to be some overarching things that do translate well. Oh, absolutely. There are many um, things that you learn. And I've been a corporate executive in larger firms like GE and Samsung, etc. cetera. Uh, but, but I'll tell you, Carl, this is totally different in many ways. Um, you never know you're responsible for 60 families and their livelihood. You know, when, when the business went down, we did not want to, you know, let go of people or furlough or anything because we know they, they depend on us. Uh, we, as a matter of fact, try to take extra care and repurpose people and so on. But, um, but your core question, of course, there are, there are these themes of management and leadership and business and finance and, and marketing and creating a great product. That, that comes from our learning, wherever you might be, large company, small company. If you keep those quality processes and, and that, that craft and keep that craft uh, with, with the people that we have. So we've kept our our brewmaster and others, and they're all thriving and growing and giving them more resources so they can grow. And that's what we've done, come up with new sodas and beers and different packages. So that's good, yeah. In the same sense, besides uh, just that connection to the people, what's something that struck you? What's something that surprised you about this industry or or this company as you dive into a new venture? You know, when you're uh, in a small, mid-sized company compared to large, you realize that resources are limited. Uh, you realize that um, all decisions kind of end and, uh, at, with, with me as a leader. Uh, and um, everything, um, the buck stops here. And you, you got to make uh, good calls and serious calls um, and make big investments. We're putting a canning line, uh, you know, it costs a lot of money. We're trying to add new package types. You know that. So it's, um, it's a different thing. The responsibility, the weight on the shoulders are, is much more because you're leading a, a company and you have various kinds of issues come up every day. Could be supply chain, production, brewing, um, you know, uh, 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 trucks, whatever. The machines go down, the production goes down. You know, we could have an issue with uh, people or health and, and safety. So there's, there's lots of different, and you got to do payroll. You know, we have a massive payroll. You got to meet every, every two weeks. And that's another, uh, you know, weight on the shoulder. So it's, it's quite different, uh, you know, running a mid to small size business, uh, but it's a lot of fun. It's, it's amazing. It's like, as I said, you know, a dream come true because you, you see what you're doing and you can see it uh, taking shape and creating something. And, and going out in the market very quickly. So that's a good thing. One of the uh, the other things I loved from uh, some of the press coverage of the initial acquisition was you kind of relating Sprecher to Milwaukee as a whole, calling it this little gem that, that's so great, but maybe not as many people know about it as they should. So one of the goals was to to make Sprecher more of a national brand when it comes to the craft beer, the craft soda, and all the like. Has that goal changed? And what are some of the approaches? Because I imagine it, it has not changed. What are some of the approaches to take Sprecher from here in Milwaukee and such a favorite to across the nation? Carl, in these unprecedented times, uh, you know, over all that, uh, we have actually reinforced that that vision and made it stronger. Our Milwaukee Sprecher Brewery is such a gem and such a great product that I think all of America, all of the nation folks should taste it and get a, get a feel for how good our Midwestern Milwaukee products are. And there's no doubt in my mind 
that uh, we can sustain uh, and go, you know, against the big boys and, and girls, if you will, and, and, and win because our product is so good and our quality and our workmanship and our craft here, all the 60 families that make it here is, is amazing. There is no doubt we should be in all 50 states and if not um, international uh, in the coming months and years. Absolutely. Interesting. And I imagine one of the, one of the reasons this was an appealing thing for you in the first place was some of the variety, some of the diversity you said, you know, beer has struggled during this time, but you have other avenues, other things to fall back on. So I imagine for the investors and you, that was appealing, but was that a huge part of wanting to get in that you could turn to sodas, you could turn to some of the sparkling water, some of the other things that, that are rising in popularity? Absolutely. Uh, that was one of the key, uh, along with the brand and the quality of the product, we realized the diversity, the different kinds of product that we had. Like you said, a root beer is number one in America, but our craft soda, our, we got 20 different kinds of beer, our Black Bavarian, our new one, um, uh, Pineapple Express, Abbey Triple, the, the new one we just launched, Refresh Button, but also the new packaging that we're coming out with the skinny cans for all occasions, you know. We made the first um, energy root beer. We had never put uh, caffeine in our products, but this is for a certain kind of customer. So this helps with balancing out um, and giving it for, and, and having it offering for different taste profiles and different occasions. If you're going to a pool or a boat or uh, certain things with children, etc., you don't want to give a big glass bottle. Maybe not. And then, then you got a can do or, or a smaller package. So you don't want that much. So those are all things that are very appealing and very exciting about, about Sprecher. How are you tracking the rise of, of hard seltzers, of some non-alcoholic beverages? And you guys seem well adapted to that also. Yes. So, you know, in the evolution, adapt, uh, how we have adapted over the years, and that's why we've thrived 35 plus years. We started with beer. We went to uh, sodas. We included sodas. We also did some cider, uh, some wine. Uh, we just launched a couple of, um, uh, you know, hard seltzers. We've got sparkling water. So absolutely, we, we continue to do that. What we're finding is, yes, that is, uh, I don't think hard seltzers is a fad. I think that is a growing trend and it's going to continue. Lower calories is a big, a big thing with consumers, uh, lower sugar and, and a little bit of alcohol. And we have products for that too. We have the low calorie beers and hard seltzers. We have the flavorful waters, sparkling waters, and, and ciders, and this is going to continue. Plus, the health trend, as you said, the zero—the whole idea of coming out with a zero orange and a zero root beer with natural flavoring and natural sweeteners was very important. What we've heard from all our consumers everywhere, uh, locally, nationally, they say, "Hey, can you give me? Hey, I, I want less sugar, or I want less calories. Can you give me something?" diabetic, whatever it might be, a zero. Now, it's not going to taste exactly like a regular root beer, but it's pretty darn good. And it's amazing because if you're a zero drinker, you love it. Zero calories, zero sugar, and yet a, a very similar taste profile, a plus in a smaller can, a skin slimming, a slim can, which makes it uh, easier to carry, uh, less breakage and all that. So, yeah. Maybe this speaks to the larger push to, to make Sprecher more of a well-known name across the country, but how do you go from having everything and knowing, knowing you're confident in the taste in, in, in how people will like it and receive it to actually getting it in front of people, getting it out there to a wider audience, a wider customer base? 
So Carl, that is a challenge for a, for a mid to small company like ours, right? Uh, we've got to get to national distribution and we've got to get to uh, smaller retailers and smaller stores and big stores. We cannot have uh, the, the, the shipping and, and logistics and the capacity to go all over the country. And we never want to. Therefore, we need good distributor, distributor partners. We have some locally. We'd like to get them in all 50 states. Uh, also, some larger um, retailers and other retailers. There is, look, there is a Sendex-like great um, uh, grocery uh, chain in every large um, community in America. Why not tie up with them? But we may not be able to ship, but we could partner with somebody who can take us there. But the larger ones too, the Costco's, the Walmart's, the, the, the Kroger's and Target's are there too. But we are a craft company. We, we pride ourselves for our craft. We spend more time in making the product. Uh, it takes more money, quite frankly. There's more, it's handcrafted. You can come and see our, our barrels, 50, 100 barrel batches. You literally see the, the craftsman, the brewer, putting the ingredients in, cooking it with fire. 99% uh, of the sodas, Carl, in, in, in the world almost, are, are, are cold mixed together, liquid or powder or whatever. We actually caramelize and cook it with the honey and the botanicals and the flavors in this big fire brewed kettle. And it's cooked. And remember when that, when that cooking happens, that flavor, that caramelization is what makes it, makes it tasty. Now, of course, it takes more time and more handholding and careful crafting, but, but it, it tastes good. Does it just smell amazing every day you go? <laughs> it does. Some of the folks like that, uh, that malt taste or the caramelized taste, and they're like, oh, let me smell taking the aroma. So sometimes I take a walk multiple times a day. I'm like, oh, you know, it's interesting you asked me this. Uh, there's, a, there's a great worker in the back, David, David Lund. He's awesome. And he, he told me, Sharad, and it's a hard work. You know, you're lifting these heavy kegs or, or these cases and doing all this work. He says, you know, whenever I feel like, oh, I'm tired, hey, I'm, I'm making my, my favorite root beer. I work at a root beer and a beer company, a brewery. How cool is that? It's like, it's like that energizes me and he drinks a little bit and he goes back to work. I mean, so that, yeah. And that was before he had a sip of the Energize root beer, right? <laughs> yes, yes. That's before we came up. He works pretty close to the canning line. So that's good. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Um, I'd love to get into a little bit of your background too. I'm sure people have heard from your accent, but you are Indian. Came to the States for the first time for grad school at UW-Milwaukee. Do I have that right? That's right. That's How Exactly right. UWM, uh, of all places you could have gone to. Yeah, interestingly enough, I came, you know, it's 25 plus years ago and for grad school. And uh, my mom had a cousin who, who lived here. And that was the only reason. And I didn't know how cold Milwaukee was because where I lived in New Delhi, the coldest it would get would be maybe 45, 50 degrees. And that'd be one day a year, you know. And, uh, and I got in the plane at about 45, 50 degrees or maybe 60 and I got out here and it was negative. This was January and I thought I would die. I really thought, oh my gosh, if I can just carry these suitcases to my uh, cousin, uncle's Jeep, uh, maybe I'll make it because I didn't have the right clothing. But look, it, I survived and I thrived and it's, it's been fun ever since. And imagine a lot of different places we come right back to Milwaukee. Yeah, I was going to say, what, what does keep you coming back? I imagine your wife uh, being from here certainly helps. But what is it about this city, this community that you've fallen in love with over the years? You know, Milwaukee is a beautiful city. Summer and fall are great months. You just enjoy the Lake Michigan, all, all the festivals. This has been a very unique and 
unprecedented year. But you know how fun it is. You're from here too. It it just uh, you know Summerfest and State Fair, and you can do so many things and go out and enjoy the weather and the nature. Also, my wife's family. Look, she's one of six brothers and sisters, and they all live nearby, or most of them live. That 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 anchors you. That kind of drives you back home. Uh, my my son, uh, my only child, my boy. A bridge is 11 and he has 20 cousins they all live <laughs> nearby so that of course draws us back here in winter sometimes we think oh my gosh i was in charlotte for a while in florida like i wish i was there but we take a trip once in a while <laughs> yeah it makes you appreciate it more right <laughs> I oh, totally totally the seasons out what have been some of the things that I'm curious about this? My father's line of work was, was helping with refugee resettlement in the U.S. for a long period of time, decades. But I'd be curious what it is about having the background from another country and then coming to the U.S. that has maybe helped you or been a challenge over the course of your career, your life in general. You know, you, you learn a lot and you value the U.S. Um, a lot more when you come from the outside and become a new citizen. Um, uh, folks here sometimes don't appreciate how great we have it. If a, if a guy like me coming from India, you know, as a as a graduate student can make it uh, to to be the CEO and um, owner of Sprecher Brewing Company, anybody can do anything here, and that is very unique about the United States. The other thing it helps me appreciate is, and once in a while, my wife or kid, I like to take them to India, take them and show them what sometimes not having is, but it, it gives you a resilience, you know, it gives you strength and said, you can do it just with your hard work and a little bit of effort. And of course, luck is important and all other, but it, it shouldn't be uh, coming out with, you know, reasons why you cannot do it. It's why you can. And, and that's what differentiates uh, this, this beautiful nation and this strong nation it is a nation of immigrants and others. It's just a matter of when, who came. Uh, but um, like you said, you're a father with refugee settlement. I mean, you, you, he understands, you understand what people have gone through. You know, fortunately, I never had those kind of experiences, but, but I've seen people, you know, and you, you, you value more of the American dream and how important it is and how we have to keep it as such. It certainly does make a, a lot of our problems here seem pretty trivial compared to that. <laughs> yes, yes, it does. Um, I, I heard a nice story. I know you've talked about this before, but uh, there is a little bit of, of bottling of soda in your background, your great-grandfather. So if you wouldn't mind sharing uh, this one. Wow. No, it wasn't what you thought you'd get into a lot of work uh, at first, but it's led you back. There. You've done your homework, Carl. I can tell that's good research. So uh, very few people know this, but um, I had been born and raised with stories about my great grandpa in uh, British India, which was when India was one big country, uh, that he would have soda bottling uh, plants and distribution by the train stations where the British trains would go and it would get really hot. And the British and others, they would like these cold uh, bottles of soda, like really chilled and it was called Banta Bottle. It would have a marble um, thing on it. You, you press the marble down and the fizz comes out and it'd be natural flavors like lemon or orange or lime. And he had that. And I would be like, and all my, my father, my grandfather, my other uncles were all either in the army or paramilitary or, or police. And uh, so you're, I was bred to do one of that, but I always heard stories from my grandma and grandpa about, um, you know, that and I'm like, hey, what, what, how cool would it be if uh, I got a chance to run a company and uh, you know 
who knew? You, you never know, right? How destiny or work, it all comes together, your master plan, but it, it was a dream come true. And I, and I got those pictures out. These bottles are still sold in India and Asia, and it's all locally you know, made and all that. Uh, it's all craft and small, but it's pretty cool. Yeah, well, that's I, awesome. This is just an idea, but I think as you get more established, kind of put your own footprint on Sprecher. Maybe there's a chance for a, a line of bottles like that or bringing the Banta bottles here to Milwaukee. It would be so cool. You know, we'd have to work on how to do the line and everything, but it's it's got a lot of nostalgia. It, it get, takes you back in time. The bottle is a big, thick glass bottle, kind of heavy with a little marble, and you press that down, and the fizz comes out, and it's really cool. So if we get an opportunity, we will. And I think that would be something. I like your idea. This is good. You should join our product development team. <laughs> have that for free. That's the, uh, tell us first if you do end up going that route. We'll get the insights. Well, but <laughs> I'd love to do uh, just a couple other quick fun ones uh, before sure. we wrap up here. Um, I also heard from one of the people uh, coordinating some stuff with it. Maybe this goes back to your wife's family, but really big into sailing, jet skiing, getting out on Lake Michigan. So what is it about wow out on the water taking advantage of this great lake that we have here that you enjoy so much. That's the, that, and people don't know how many beautiful lakes we have inland and uh, Lake Michigan, of course. And so my in-laws have a place um, a little bit north of Port Washington, a place called Cedar Grove, right on the water. So my father-in-law and my brother-in-law, and they have a lot of these big boy and girl toys, uh, jet skis and a little sailboat and all kinds of tubing. So last weekend, I took my son and my wife. We were there almost the whole day out on the water. Yes, it was a little cold, but if you could get past that, it is so much fun. We don't appreciate sometimes, you know, what a beautiful, natural uh, Lake Michigan we have. And other lakes too. And, and it is fun. So I try to take advantage. I like to read and sit back and have some fun too along but this is all I do. Just the Sprecher Brewery is what I run all the time. So I work almost every day working on it. But once in a while, I go back and enjoy that. Nice to let loose a little bit whenever you can. Yeah, right. what, is, what is one thing, whether it's summer in Milwaukee, which you spoke to, is such a wonderful time. What is one thing that you will especially be happy to have back next year, you think? Hopefully as everything gets... Uh, I think as this settles and when we get all this you know, vaccine cure, all that, hopefully that happens sooner or later. Just the 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 summer and the fall months when we, you see people outside and no masks and, you know, eating uh, in restaurants and bars, you know, there's a thing about Milwaukee, there's lots of churches and bars and, and I'm just finding, and those are our customers and our consumers. And we just, just having fun and go there and taste that, or do a crawl, a beer crawl or music and outdoor festivals. Those are things I, I really long for. And those are very special to us Milwaukeeites we got to have that back and sooner rather than later. We will. We with, will. The, with the restaurant yeah. folks that I've got to know or the live entertainment folks, but their job and, and yours too is to make people happy. And we haven't been able to do yeah. that this year as we're used to. Carl, we did the largest drive-through root beer float in the world. I don't know if you heard about it, but yes. uh, you were there and others. And uh, we, we made the world record. We just gave away 16,206, I think, root beer floats to, to people in a drive-through and it was safe and done well. And that was such a gratifying thing. It was all given away. The, the, the proceeds went to charity for donations. We're trying to do a smaller one, call it a Sprecher Fest on October, uh, I mean, September 26th with a couple of few bands. Keep it safe, distant, social with, with all the mass. And, and, and we have large parking lots and large open spaces. So hope to get people together in a safe way 
Um, uh, again, we'll be limited to the peak capacity and we'll keep it distant, but we've got to do something to have some fun. You know? yeah. uh, people are like bored and sick of being at home. And like my son tells me, dad, I want to get out of here and have some fun. <laughs> How old is he now? He's 11. He's 11. Uh, does he think it's pretty cool? His dad uh, makes soda, makes root beer for a living? He says, how cool is that, Dad? You get to drink your our, our beer and he gets to drink the soda. So he's like, and I have to control him. I can't have too much, but he, yes. we, we have fun. Yeah. I'll finish so. with um, the hardest question of all here. Besides uh, some of the popular ones, what is, what is a flavor that you particularly like? What is a, a beverage that you guys have that you think everyone should try or maybe is one of your go-tos? Yeah, I think our best soda that I like, I mean, of course, root beer is our number one seller and people love it, which is good. And the maple root beer, the natural, but my favorite is the cream soda. <laughs> I just have a preference for that. It's like eating candy or drinking candy. Uh, but our new beer, the refresh button is phenomenal. If people like uh, a juicy IPA in this warm summer day, you just enjoy and open that bottle in the evening. It's amazing. And my, my favorite, of course, all time is black Bavarian. Uh, it's the iconic Sprecher thing. You can, you, it'll always be there. It's closer to my heart and it was to Randy's as well. So. Uh, I imagine no matter what happens, your first year on the job will probably go down as the most challenging, most, uh, most curveballs that have been thrown your way, right? Yeah, Carl, I was thinking somebody told me this Greek, um, you know, story about Sisyphus, I think. He pushes a boulder uphill. Sometimes I think, I, and it always comes back down. Sometimes I think I'm doing that. And then I got to take a break and enjoy one of our beverages. And that, that was makes it happy. Makes yeah, it happy. The, the beer certainly helps with that, as all of us. Yeah, yeah, and our heart sells for sure. Gerard, thank you very much. This has been a blast. It's amazing. Thank you, Carl. You're awesome. Appreciate it. That will do it for another episode of Definitely Milwaukee. Thank you once again to Sherrod for a wonderful conversation and a big thanks to two people you don't hear from behind the scenes that make Definitely Milwaukee possible. That would be Dave Machuda and Sarah Smith. They also work very hard on the other podcast from Fox 6, Open Record with the Fox 6 Investigators, which you can find episodes of both on our website, fox6now.com. Also, if you want more from either of those two podcasts, please make sure to give us a rating and a review on your favorite podcast platform.